0: Please be seated. Let us now turn to God's Word. Before we do, though, let us ask Him to illuminate our hearts and minds. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we turn to this Old Testament passage in Genesis, we ask that You would come and be beside us. Sit in the pews beside us so that we might feel Your leading. And teaching from this word, your holy word, incarnate through Jesus Christ. In his name we ask it. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. If you'd like to follow along, you can find it on page 4 in the Pew Bible. Listen to the word of the Lord. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife. But you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Here ends the reading.
1: Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Luke. It's Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. If you have your pew Bible, you can find it on page 1093. And it says this, Jesus... Until an opportune time. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report went about throughout all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. This is the Word of the Lord. Be to God. Today, we start a brand new sermon series. Uh, it is a sermon series called Who is This Man? focusing on the life of Jesus, and you'll get to hear amazing things like Who is this man? Who forgives sin? Who is this man who heals the sick? Who is this man who calms the storm? And this week it is, Who is this man who resists temptation? Temptation. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good theme to start off the brand new year with. I guarantee you all of you have made uh, New Year's resolutions. I have decided that my New Year's resolution this year is to eat more bacon. Bacon. I'm pretty sure on that one, I can't fail.
0: <laughs>
1: but before I get too far into uh, talking about temptation this morning, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Uh, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Emerson, Emerson Byers. Will, will you come up, Ms. Emerson? She is the daughter of Danny and Hannah Byers, and she is actually going to be my assistant uh, this morning. If you will, right here, ma'am. And then so Miss Emerson, how old are you? Eleven. Eleven years old, Miss Emerson is like where do you go to school? Olson Park. Olson Park. And here I have had a conversation with Emerson's mama, and your mama assures me that Fritos are your favorite chip. No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Her mom assures me that it is in fact. Doritos is that correct? That is correct So here's what I'm going to have you do because we're going to talk about temptation, right? I want you to hold these Doritos For the entirety of my sermon But I don't want you to eat any Okay Looks like a pretty easy task except We're going to open the bag (laughs) And maybe spray a little Doritos spray And then, Ms. Emerson, we're going to ask you to do one simple thing. Before before you cannot eat any more Doritos, I'm going to ask you to eat one Dorito. Just one? Great. That crunchy goodness, right? That Dorito cheese on those fingertips? Oh, my goodness. Now you can't have any more until we're done. And if you can not have any more until we're done... I will reward you with something. Okay? You got that? So, no Doritos till we go. (laughs) We've all made New Year's resolutions. And here's what we all know. Temptation is a part of our human existence. We're all tempted to different things. Sometimes to Doritos. Sometimes to lust. Sometimes to pride or bitterness. It's a part of our human existence. As a matter of fact, it's as old as time itself. It's getting a little rough already. (laughs) It's as old as time itself. In our Old Testament passage, we find the, the story of Cain and Abel. And Cain is told, sin is crouched outside the door and it wants to have you. But you've got to resist. What's that all about? God is making abundantly clear the cane that temptation is waiting just around the corner for each of us part of our human existence as a matter of fact i like the way our author rita may brown puts it she puts it in very contemporary terms uh, she says "Lead me not into temptation i can find it myself <laughs> it's part of our human condition And the thing is, we see temptation as a test of our endurance. How long can I last before I absolutely have to have another Dorito? But it really isn't. A test of our endurance. When temptation comes, it is not God trying to see how long we will endure. The truth is, when temptation comes, it's not a test of our endurance, but it is a test of our trust. How much does Miss Emerson trust Orlando? How much does Orlando trust God? We see it in the temptation of Christ. The enemy comes and tempts Christ. And what he is doing is he's gone 40 days in the desert, 40 days even without eating. That's longer than really is physically possible without supernatural assistance. And so it isn't about how long Christ can do this. It's about does Jesus really trust the Father? And as you view temptation throughout 2017, and I guarantee you 2017 will be a year of temptation for all of us. Don't make it just about, hey, how long can I hold off? Make 2017 and those moments of temptation be about how much do I really trust God? We see it in the first temptation. In the first temptation... There's Christ not having eaten for 40 days. And the Bible says he's hungry. See, if I would have been right there and it would have been describing me, it wouldn't have said hungry. It would have said hangry. Because I get angry when I'm hungry. But Jesus was hungry. And then the tempter comes. And in this moment where he does not have food, The enemy says, you can do this on your own. See, uh, take my friend Emerson, for instance, right? Uh, Right about now, she's wondering if she should go ahead and eat the Doritos. Because she knows that I've promised her something if she doesn't. Does she know what I promised her? Maybe. Maybe. Does she not know what I promised her? Who knows? Is what I promised her better than what she already has? Maybe. Maybe. And now she's really considering. She's like, oh my. Does she trust Orlando enough to say, you know what? I'm going to believe that whatever you've promised me is good enough to meet my need. Jesus faced that temptation. He was hungry. The devil wanted him to make his own way instead of trusting the provision and timing of God. There's a verse out of Philippians 4.13. One of my favorite verses. Um, Philippians 4.13 says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do, and we see that, right? Maybe even Miss Emerson's saying, I can do. I can, I can do this, right? We see that as uh, we see it on all sorts of things. We see, we see football players and basketball players chanting it. As a matter of fact, I remember a few uh, years ago, uh, Nick Willenda, the tightrope walker. You remember him walking i think it was the grand canyon they had it on tv and it was amazing thing Um, and he's walking this tightrope nothing to save him and he's walking and he's chanting i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and we take that to mean we take that sometimes to mean you know what god's going to allow me to do anything i want to do but that really isn't uh, the context of the verse i can quote that verse all day but the nfl is not going to call me and offer me a multi-million dollar football contract That's just not going to happen, not because I'm 43, mostly because I can't play football. (laughs) The context of this verse is exactly what we're talking about at this point. It really is about trusting God to provide when I don't see it right before me, when I don't see it right in front of me. As a matter of fact, here's the whole context of the verse. You jump back one verse, Philippians 4, 12. And thirteen, and it changes this whole idea and becomes exactly what we're talking about. Here's what the author of Philippians writes in 12. He says, Paul writes, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Paul saying, I know what it's like to have everything I need, but I also know what it's like to not have anything I need. And in any situation, whether I have or don't have, I trust God's provision because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. During this year, here's what I know. During this year, I know that there will be temptation to make good on your own. Because God isn't moving fast enough to provide you with what you think you need the most. You don't see God's immediate provision, so maybe I should just go at it on my own. I don't see what Orlando's offering me. Maybe I should just have all these chips and take what's before me right now. I don't see that God is going to answer me with what I need, so maybe I should just make my own way, use my own strength. We've seen it in the Bible before. You remember Abraham and Sarah? Guess what they get promised? They get promised a child. And that promise doesn't get fulfilled immediately. And they get a little impatient. And they say, You know what? Let's just go at it and make this happen on our own. Why don't I give you my slave girl? And you can take her and have the son that God's promised. And God says, Okay. I'm going to bless him because he's yours. But this isn't what I promised. And I'm going to deliver on what I promised. And because they couldn't trust God's provision, because he didn't answer immediately, guess what? Conflict arises. Conflict that to this day is some of the deathliest conflict on this earth. Because someone couldn't wait for God's provision. This year... Trust him to provide financially. Maybe you need something financial. Trust God. Hey, oh my gosh, I I don't see God coming through, so maybe I should just quit everything and go sell drugs because it's more lucrative. That might not be the temptation, but I guarantee you there are people around facing that very temptation. Trust God, even when you don't see anything before you. I love Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 through 18. I love what he says. He says, those of fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fall, and the fields yield no fruit. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Whatever situation you face, whether it's a lack of finances, maybe you're looking for God to bring about a promotion in your job, or maybe you just need, you lack the strength to move forward with what He's asking you to do. Trust God, because He can come through in every moment. How you doing?
0: Good. <laughs>
1: Is it a little hard?
0: Yeah, a little hard.
1: (laughs) So it's about, do I trust God in my need? Two, it's about, do I trust him even when I don't understand his plan? You've you've been in church most of your... uh, Most of your life, right? Maybe you've heard at least, surely at least a hundred sermons very easily. Probably, right? Very easily. Yeah. Your mom says yes, so you can say yes too. And so I'm pretty sure Miss Emerson is sitting here right about now thinking, hmm, I've seen more than a hundred sermons and never, ever, ever have I seen a child sitting on stage with a bag of chips. That's probably right. Is that, that's right? That's right. Does Orlando even know what he's doing? (laughs) It is that idea of, I don't understand exactly how this is going. But sometimes you've just got to trust. In the temptation of Christ, here's what happens. When Christ is tempted, the enemy, the tempter, shows them all the kingdoms of the earth these are mine to rule and reign over. And all you've got to do is bow down and worship me and I'll give you all of this. And guess what? In the moment, if it were me, I would have, let's be honest, this is the temptation of Christ and if Christ was not tempted, then we can't call it a temptation. So he had to consider Do I do this the easy way? Because what the enemy is offering Christ is the easy way. All I've got to do is bow, and then all of this is mine. I don't have to die a bloody and gruesome, torturous death. If you give me the option, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid betrayal, humiliation in front of multitudes. It's going to be easy to take the path of least resistance. There are moments in our lives when we don't know that we trust God's plan because we don't understand it. There have been plenty of moments when I have not understood God's plan for my life. I said, God, I don't get it. I remember uh, a little more than 10 years ago leaving Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We were doing well in a church. The church was growing and thriving. And it felt nice and comfortable. And in the middle of that comfort, I remember God telling me, you know what, Orlando? It's time for you to pack up and go. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, God, I don't get it. Things are going really well here. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. My family's happy. Why uproot us from where we've been for 10 years? And God said, it's time to go. And I said, God, I don't understand your plan. And quite frankly, I don't like your plan. But I trust you. I trust that if this is what you're asking of me, even though I don't get it, you've got something better in store for me. Even though I don't see it, I trust you. There's a verse out of Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, verse 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There will be moments in 2017 when God asks you to launch out in faith and you say, God, I don't understand the plan. And God said, God will tell you it's not your job to understand the plan. It's not even your job to like the plan. It's your it's your job to trust God's plan, whatever it may be. Even doing what I'm doing presently, there is always this this temptation, this question of do i trust god's plan most of my friends who started in ministry about the same time i did they started working with high schoolers and then now most of them have moved on into uh, pastoral ministry i started in pastoral ministry and now i have moved on to working with high schoolers i'm like god i don't get this but i trust you Because your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I can guarantee that in the coming year, there will be moments when you don't understand God's plan. But he's asking you to step out in faith and to trust him. This year, trust his plan over your own. In those moments of temptation, trust his plan. In those moments of temptation, trust his provision. We doing all right getting a little, getting a little harder?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's getting a little harder. If I had tissue, I'd, I'd wipe the sweat. Just... <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. So proud of you. So here's the thing. Jesus was able to trust God's plan and trust his provision. And that's what I'm asking you to do in 2017. Trust God's plan and his provision. But why was Jesus able to do that? We really see that in the third temptation. In the third temptation, the enemy comes again, tempting, and the enemy uses scripture. Throw yourself from here because the angels aren't going to let you dash your foot upon a stone. They're going to take you up in their arms. And guess what Jesus does? Jesus responds back knowing the word of God. He says, it's, I, I, we're not supposed to put our God to the test. The reason why Christ could trust God's plan and why Christ could trust God's provision is because Christ knew the truth of God's word. See, Miss Emerson's sitting here and she's going through her head. Orlando has said that he would reward me if I did not eat the chips. And she's thinking to herself, has Orlando ever lied to me? Because if he's lied to me, then I might as well eat the bag of chips, take my bag of chips, and run. But if Orlando is a man of his word, and if he says he's going to reward me, do I believe that he's going to reward? Can I trust his word? Do you trust me, sweet? I like that. She trusts me. She can sit here wanting those tomatoes. <laughs> And desiring those Doritos. But she knows Orlando hasn't lied. Orlando isn't a liar. Orlando's a guy of his word. When Christ used the word of God, he knows that God is a God of his word. He trusts the word of God, and that enables him to overcome every temptation. I like Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 11, says this. I have stored up your what? Your word in my heart. For what reason? That I might not sin against you. I've gotten into your word, so when those temptations come, I know the truth of what you say, and that allows me to defend myself and trust your plan and trust your provision. May that be your hope for 2017. 2017. I encourage you this year more than any other year, get into the word of God. Because when temptations come, whether it's a temptation to trust His plan or trust His provision or to believe Him for a godly husband or a godly wife or to trust Him as you uh, you maintain your business with integrity or to trust Him as you move forward going into a ministry that He's called. Whatever it might be, if you have soaked yourself in the Word, you're going to know how to trust Him in any one of those moments of temptation in any one of those moments where those questions arise. 2017 will bring temptations, but I encourage you to get into God's Word. As a matter of fact, today is a great day. Pick up one of our reading schedules and start today. Get into God's Word. Trust His plan and trust His provision. So we're sitting here. We're back to my friend Emerson. She did a great job, didn't she? She did a great job. I think that's the most applause I've ever heard for someone who didn't eat chips. Was it hard? Yeah, Yeah, it was hard. Was it harder when I did this? But you did great, and here's what you get to do: you get to keep this bag of chips, and you get enough to buy you a couple more bags of chips. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Here, it is. <laughs> good have You can go okay? I liked that look on her face because I gave it. It's five dollars. It's not like a hundred, but she looked at me and she's like, "Really?" I couldn't have planned that better because there are those moments when we are faced with temptation how much do I trust God and we put ourselves out there and we trust him and God comes through like we never expected and we're like really God He can do that for you. Because he's amazing. Soak yourself in his word and see how he gives you what you need to trust him, to trust his plan, to trust his provision, to overcome all temptation. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you that you have given us all we need to trust you. If we'll dig deep into your word, whenever temptation comes our way, we'll have the words that we need to boost our trust in you that we might overcome temptation. We give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.